Previously on Those Were the Days. Unfortunately, Amy is out this week, but we are not recasting her. It's where my fondness for John Goodman came from. So evidently, I was just playing Nintendo in my room or doing something <laughs> else when this was on. Let's get Roseanne Barr to sing the national anthem of the mm-hmm. sporting event. All right, suspension of disbelief is broken. I'm out. This show did not shy away from heavy topics. It's jumping the shark moment was when Roseanne won the lottery. <laughs> I don't know what people were expecting when they asked Roseanne Barr to sing the national anthem, but you got what I would have expected. So I don't know yeah, why I mean, people were surprised. <laughs> Those were the days is filmed before a live internet audience. Everybody and welcome to your favorite show about classic TV. Those were the days where we take a look at old TV shows through a modern lens with the uh, the aura of nostalgia. You might say, you know, as we think about where we came from, where we were, what we were doing at the time. And this episode is all about what matters. And what matters, ladies and gentlemen, family matters. That's right, Steve Urkel himself, Carl Winslow, Harriet Winslow, who we're going to talk about quite a bit on this show, uh, and friends. On that great TGIF staple. Uh, tonight, I couldn't talk about any of this stuff without good friends to chat with. And that's going to start with everyone's favorite beat cop, Travis. So, yeah, uh, Family Matters, quite the quite the show. I can't wait to talk about this. <laughs> that, that kid next door uh, that comes over to eat all your food, Audie. Okay, I've been playing Urkel for nine years now. It isn't easy to do the immature voice you started with at 12. Gotta get into it. Did I do that? Nope, that's not it. Did I do that? Okay, almost. Did I do that? Did I do that? There we go. Still got it. Master Still got thespian. it. <laughs> Master Thespian Jaleel White. Uh, and the woman holding it all together for the rest of us, Amy. I just want to say, on behalf of all women... <sighs> <laughs> Boy, those emotions. I can feel it coming from, I don't know, from this this upper TV area and this right side TV. It felt a lot during this episode of Family Matters. Look, the 90s was a long time ago. <laughs> and yeah, we're going to say it was some interesting days. And there are many ways I'm reminded that I was a child with children's eyes at the time. Uh, and as an adult with adult eyes, boy, things look a whole lot different. And you're like, where were the rest of the adults? Uh, and why did they think <laughs> any of this is okay? Uh, Family Matters was an adventure, and it ran from 1989 to 1998 and got seemingly progressively weirder as the time went on. Uh, what became everybody's, you know, what, what started as a normal run-of-the-mill family sitcom Man, we sent Steve Urkel to space, you know? We, <laughs> I we almost, put him in a transmogrifying box. I almost picked the Halloween episode for Halloween, the one with the puppet. <laughs> I really did. Oh, I watched Lord. it, and oh, I was yeah. like, this is somehow too weird. I can't, I can't do this. <laughs> it just, it got weird. It got weird. Yeah, but uh, if you were a, a person alive uh, during the TGIF era on ABC, which many of us were, I mean... You want to talk about the Nielsen ratings? TGIF <laughs> had the block. You know, that was the thing to compete with. That was the thing to beat. And it was difficult because it was family oriented TV, 
uh, that you could sit down with your kids of any age, your parents of any age, and you could find something to enjoy about it. And I think this episode of Family Matters in particular kind of showed a little bit of uh, that branch storyline where you've got this one half that's kind of like mom and dad could get this. And then that other wacky storyline where the kids are entertained because mm-hmm. Urkel's talking. Urkel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, he's existing, uh, but getting getting real weird out there with the ladies, uh, oh, yeah. which well, not expected. It, it makes sense that TGIF would dominate ratings and be a family-oriented block because it's Friday night, right? So young single people and those without kids aren't home watching TV on a Friday night in 1992. They're out doing sure. stuff. They're, they're out whatever. So they don't care about these shows that are on. It's the families. It's, you know, my parents are home with me and my sister, and we sit down and we watch, you know, um, Family Matters, step Perfect Strangers, all of these, step yeah. by step. Mm-hmm. Step by step. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna get to that one. That's another. <laughs> that's another wild. I did put one. TGIF as like a possible topic because sure. there was a rotation. Yeah. So yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. It had enough shows rotating yeah. in out over the years, hanging with Mr. Cooper. You oh yeah. Yeah. Yes. I yeah. I do remember yeah. that. But we're not here to talk about hanging with Mr. <laughs> Cooper. We're here to talk about family marriage. I want to know to start with. Clearly, we all know about it. Um, but where does it sit in your? echelon of family tv time uh we'll start with uh, we'll start with you amy i loved this show um i very very specifically remember that my sister did a really good steve urkel and i now <laughs> i don't want to ask her if she still can um but i like i remember that a lot i did not remember that we changed harriet and it could just be that by 1998 i wasn't particularly paying attention to family matters anymore but we did this was like i mean tgif was like a big deal right like you'd be getting you'd be having friday night dinner and if it was the summer and we were like grilling or whatever be like tiktok let's go let's go the shows are on Mm -hmm. you know have some ice cream watch some tv yeah oh yeah 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 exactly how about you Adi? oh definitely all about tgif definitely was all about um Family matters. I mean, good gosh. I mean, we talk about it and talk about, you know, Carl and Urkel the most. I mean, that's who I remember the most. That's what I always come back to, especially that time Urkel did the dance. And it was like the Urkel dance. It was just like, okay. (laughs) But yeah, I definitely, definitely remember my Friday nights. We'd go get pizza. We'd go by the used bookstore. I'd look at comics and then we'd go home and watch TGIF or whatever it was. So, but I definitely remember family matters. Uh, among all of them. So this was a fun watch. Yeah. How about Travis? Yeah, same. I mean, Family Matters was... uh, TGIF was an institution um, in our house. Friday nights were a lot of pizza nights, uh, specifically Little Caesars Pizza. We would go and get... Because you get pizza pizza. You get two pizzas. It was... They weren't in a box. It was on a cardboard tray wrapped in paper. So if you weren't careful, by the time you got home, the paper was soaked through because <laughs> um, it just happened that way. But no, uh, TGIF was huge and Family Matters was a big one. Um, Carl and um, and then Urkel and just it is that thing where you, you forget how weird this show got and how much it changed from yeah. where it started to where it ended over the course mm-hmm. of the series um, all around Julia Light, White and Steve Urkel as a character. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 
I know for me, the first time I remember hearing the words family matters regarding this show, my dad tried to record something on the VCR. And I think the VCR, is this a time, y'all are going to have to correct me because my five-year-old to six-year-old fuzzy memory is not strong. Uh, but I swear the VCR could be set to a different uh-huh. channel than the TV. Yep. And the VCR would record whatever the channel that the VCR was set to, yep. mm-hmm. and you could watch something else on the TV because uh, <laughs> you ran everything through there. Uh-huh. Well, my, my dad attempted to record something important, and then we ended up <laughs> recording Family Matters. <laughs> so I turned on the tape, and it was Family Matters. And I was like, what in the world is this? I had no idea because this was I was much more in Nickelodeon and whatever mm. came on after Nickelodeon than I was TGF at the time. Uh, so that was all I remembered. And then, of course, that that shortly after that, Steve Urkel became an institution. And then it was hard to do anything without seeing Family Matters, knowing what it was, knowing who Steve Urkel was. Even if you didn't know what show it came from, you knew. Did I do that? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it just. And my buddy had to pull string Steve Urkel. I think I said that in the post show last week. <laughs> so, I mean, it was all over the place. Man, I wish we still had pull string Steve Urkel. He could eBay that thing mm-hmm. for some dollars. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. You got to ride the wave when it comes to collectibles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. You can't, can't sell it when it's in the off cycle. No. You got to wait. It's like a stock market. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah, so, but after after understanding, watching fam, we, we ended up watching it every week on TGIF, along with everything else that came on, the step-by-step theme song lives rent-free in my brain forever, uh, and, you know, step-by, it's Travis, step-by-step, day-by-day, day day. Day. yeah, you know it. Day-by-day! Day. Yeah, it's great, and the wooden roller coaster and yeah, all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we're not talking about that show! <laughs> <laughs> Quit this- you guys have just distracted me. It's uh, you know I got it together. We really are going to have to do a whole TGIF episode yeah, at some point. Yeah, we've clearly it's a it's a place that we've all been. Mm-hmm. Uh, Family Matters, nineteen eighty nine to nineteen ninety eight spinoff of Perfect Strangers, which we watched together. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, Harriet did not feature in Perfect Strangers. Harriet, uh, the episode we watched, right? Uh, but she was a a main character in the newspaper where Larry and Balky worked. And this is the character that gets transplanted over into this spinoff of Family Matters. I think her husband, Carl, shows up on one episode of Perfect Strangers, maybe more, at least one. Uh, And the producers of that show decided, hey, we should give Harriet a show and just focus on her family in Chicago. And they were like, yeah, sounds great. Another family sitcom, why not? Let's do more of those. (laughs) We haven't done that before. (laughs) What a unique idea. Black family TV shows doing real good. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We just the Jeffersons just ended. Let's get let's get a new family up in here. So they did, and they created it as a vehicle for Carl and Harriet and Mother Winslow, who was sadly absent from this episode (gasps) and bummed me out. Yeah. She was she was magic. She was magic. There's something about the old lady in the episodes of TV that, you know, Grandma Mm -hmm. Dinosaur from Dinosaur. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know? Just they're the best. And Mother Winslow was no uh, was also the best. So uh, we didn't we didn't get her in this episode, but we did get Harriet and Carl, and we got Steve Urkel, who, funny enough, you might think Family Matters was Steve Urkel's show, but it didn't start that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first season, it was intended to just be a family sitcom, and Steve's role was a walk-on secondary character for an episode only written one time, and the audience responded so well to the comedy. In Steve's nerdy character, Jaleel White, you know, his nerdy character of Steve Urkel, 
And they brought him back again and again and again. And as the seasons <laughs> rolled on, it became less about the family and more about Steve and Laura and Myra and, and the people <laughs> to, to around the him. Where if you go to IMDb and you look up Family Matters, the image that they have for the show, like the poster, is Steve and then the rest of the family behind him. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, he became. Yeah, they, and it's, it's funny because the show never changed. Like, this happened with another show that you might not even realize that it did. Saved by the Bell did not start out as Saved by the Bell. Right. It ran for a season as a show called Good Morning Miss Bliss. Miss Bliss. And it oh, was right. yeah. It was centered around the teacher. But mm-hmm. the kids were popular enough, especially Mark Paul Gossler as Zach Morris, that they changed the show, moved it to LA, and suddenly became saved by the bell. Yeah. So they complete right. that was one where they completely changed the show around it. This they kept the show as Family Matters, but it basically became the Steve Urkel show yeah. in a lot yeah. of ways. Mm-hmm. And we could be upset about that to some degree because Harriet deserved her rightful spot as like the the matriarch of this family in the starring role, like Mama's family and the mm-hmm. like. But you also got to understand TV's a business, yeah. And the eyeballs were on mm-hmm. Steve Urkel. It's just like the similar thing happened with Happy Days. It was Richie yeah. Cunningham's show yeah. until they figured out Fonzie. Yep, like Fonzie was yeah. kind of James Deeney at the beginning, and he, he's almost unrecognizable as who he becomes later. Yeah. But that show became all of Fonzie's show, and it, it caused some, some butting heads on the set between uh, uh, Ron Howard and, and Henry Winkler, if you can believe it. Not between the two of them as, as who they were as people. Like, they weren't bad at butting heads, but with studios, like, whose show is this? Y'all need to figure it out. Yeah. And that, that I think it led to some of the, the tension we're going to learn about later on mm-hmm. um, between, between uh, uh, I know the name, Joe Marie Payton and Jaleel White. Um, yeah. So, well, anyway, so the show was a spinoff. Um, this is something I didn't know. It was originally on ABC for eight of its nine seasons, but was sold to CBS along with Step by Step huh. uh, in a $40 million deal for its <laughs> final season. CBS picked it, which I think it was still profitable for CBS in that final season, but they carried out, like, that, that was the, uh, that was what happened with the ninth season. It got sent over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and both those shows, I think, died. And Joe Marie Payton as Harriet, her role was done. Her contract was up. She wanted to leave, but she agreed to come on for the final season to preserve continuity uh, into CBS's arena. And then that's when she and Jaleel White, according to, you know, the urban legend stories, whatever they tell, got into a little bit of a physical altercation on the set and had to be separated um, because it was just too heated. She did a Christmas episode in the middle of season nine, and she's like, peace out. I'm done. I can't do this show anymore. And that's when we welcomed in Judy Ann Elder to take over for Harriet for the remaining, I think it was eight episodes they ended up doing after that. Um, and she herself, Judy Ann Elder, fine actress. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Where, where, did you, where did you guys land on her as a, as a Harriet? Like, let's pretend she's Harriet, and we don't know any different. Uh did you guys enjoy that that um, her performance? I guess I should say. Yeah, I, I mean, Travis, she was, she was yeah, good. Yeah. I thought she was, you know, she had good mom vibes. I was into it. Yeah. You know, she didn't have a ton to like. I mean, she did have a, a fair bit to do in this episode, but she, you know, I think she pulled it off pretty well. I thought she was good. Yeah. I think she nailed the character of Harriet, 
but it's hard to tr- change from an actress like Joe Marie Payton with that gravelly voice she mm-hmm. had to somebody who doesn't have that voice. Yeah. And and yep. have that work in your brain. Like me as an adult now, I can get on it. As a kid, I don't remember seeing this as a kid and knowing that. So like I don't I don't know how much I would have how much that would have thrown me off. Now I'm like, okay, whatever. That's you know, it's actors. But it's still it's still weird growing up watching Harriet be Joe Marine Payton with that voice and hear somebody else come in and do it. Yeah. And and that's what's difficult. Like it's mm-hmm. nothing against her. Her performance was perfectly fine, but it's not the same performance. And when you've been when you invest so much in characters, it would be you know, it's it's anytime this happens with a recast, that's the biggest thing is how invested are you in that character? You know, mm-hmm. and then and and how much is this other person given to do? And this case is even worse because it was right at the end and it was kind of like a well, we got to fill out the rest of the season. And the show didn't continue after that. So she never got the full chance to really get her feet wet and really dive into the character. Like somebody who, you know, if you have a character that maybe lasts a couple of seasons and gets recast, you can sort of have the two different versions mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. of that particular character. So it's tough. But she yeah. was fine. There was nothing wrong with with her. It just she's not Joe Marie. Like, it's just not yeah, the same. Yeah. I- I think that's where I landed as well. There was there was something. Her performance was fine. She was a fine sitcom mom, mm-hmm. and if it was from the start, but she didn't necessarily bring anything special. And I think, like you were talking about, Joe Marie's voice gave her an authority when she spoke. That you're like, that is somebody's mom, mm-hmm. and she means business when she says things. Like you're going to listen to her. Whereas this was more, she's much more soft spoken, has a much a different demeanor about her, and it was it's kind of funny reading about it. Reginald Vell Johnson loved both actresses. He's he's a great dude, but he said it was almost like getting divorced and remarried in a day. Oh, <laughs> he said it was it was very difficult because him and he and Joe Joe Marie had such good rapport. They'd been working on the show for eight years together. Like it was, they had a relationship. Yeah. A TV, yeah. they were TV married, you know, and. To have someone else come in and be like, okay, now this is your wife. And I thought it was fun to watch this episode play out because it's very meta. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. it's talking about how how Carl had had a, a girlfriend prior to meeting Harriet and they were going to get married and then switched up. We'll go through that in just a second. Um, there's not a whole lot of substance. We're going to get it. It'll be fine. Uh, but that that whole deal really gave it, almost gave the audience kind of a something to yeah. think about like okay we're switching and that's we're going to have to be okay with it because they're okay with it look at them yeah they're making up they understand what just happened mm-hmm. um still hard i mean people are flipping instead of channel 3 they're going to channel 5 you know and that's that's hard for people to do in the last season of a tv show mm-hmm. you're you're ready to sit down and watch TGIF and now you're like oh now i got to watch CBS logos and commercials and i don't i don't know about all this no. cuz i don't know <laughs> Look, you may, you form your allegiance to network based on your morning news. And if mm-hmm. morning news on ABC is better than morning news on CBS. My parents you know. worked in television. I had a baked in <laughs> television preference. Like, mm-hmm. that was it. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you're going to do. Yep. Yeah. I just remember we would try to find whose morning news doesn't suck. Mm-hmm. Oh, those people. They're great. That's the channel we're just going to leave it on all day. Whatever yeah. comes on, it's what we're watching. Um, but anyway, let's get into the episode a little bit because there's some, this, this show is insane. Uh, <laughs> we just open up with Steve and Laura are going to go on a date. So for those of you who watched it or may not have watched, this is a part two of a two-parter. 
Don't worry about it. Uh, all you really need you to can. know, Myra and Steve broke up, or at least Steve broke up with Myra, and now they're dating. Uh, Laura and, and Steve are going to go on a real-life date. And if you're not familiar with Family Matters, well, Steve and Laura have been have been the, the meet-cute, impossible relationship situation <sighs> in this series. Yeah. And it is it is an impossible relationship. Well, because it's it been a one-sided not... relationship up yes. until now, all of a sudden, for some reason. Someone has Stockholm Syndrome here, and I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it's uh. okay. <laughs> yeah, this it's all those like, just wear her down. Just, yeah. just keep asking, and eventually they'll say yeah. Keep and going. I just, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, we did that, didn't we? Oh no, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. Just this all goes be friends down with a the family. Now. Oh no. Insert yourself in their household. Yeah. Eat dinner with them, and then eventually she'll have to say yes. Uh, and she did. Laura did yeah, say yes. Yeah. So they're going to go on a date, which I, I don't believe for a second, but that's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, they go into this whole date thing. And then after that, Carl is telling Steve all about uh, the previous girl he met. Because Steve is feeling kind of bad. I broke up with Myra so I could go out with Laura, and I don't know if that's okay. And Carl's like, hold on, let me tell you a story. Uh, I was dating this girl, and I was going to marry her, and I even got her an engagement ring, and then I was like, oof, Harriet's fine. I'm going to date her instead. I'm paraphrasing. But that's what happened, and and Steve's like, whoa, Harriet's like right next to you, dude. But he doesn't just say Harriet's like right there next. He gestures towards her (laughs) with Mm -hmm. his pelvis. With his hips. (laughs) What are we doing? <laughs> it's like uh, Steve it always did time. weird things with that his hips. Steve's language, working with his hips for some yeah. reason. Yeah, Steve. Steve was that that awkward kid. I mean, he this they nailed it. Uh-huh. I mean, he's that kid that you really you're gonna talk to, but you really would rather be somewhere else, not talking to him. <laughs> <laughs> but the, you know, this family had a heart of gold, a collective heart of gold for this mm-hmm. awkward. Person. Which you would think, uh, and, after hanging out with his family for eight years, some of that awkwardness might go out the window a little bit. The family might rub yeah, off on him a little bit. Just like, mm. no. no. No, if anything, he gets TV. weirder and more awkward as the show goes on, <laughs> even though Jaleel White just gets older and more jacked as the show yeah. goes on. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Fun fact, they had to put him in baggier clothes in the later seasons because his muscles were starting to show. Mm-hmm. Because he hit puberty. Yeah. As good as this job pays, I'm not Steve Urkel, folks. I don't no, want to be Steve Urkel in real life. Good looking. Yeah. Yeah. He, I mean, he he didn't exactly... Some dudes don't really have to try to do a lot, and their muscles just inflate at 18 to 22. Yep. And it's like, mm-hmm. I think he probably tried to match the character as much as he could, but there's a, a, he can't avoid it. Like, if you've just got a physique that's just going to be there, it's coming. Yeah, he just and, goes you know, out to play, like, flag football on a Saturday. <laughs> like, he's just like, yeah, er. just comes, <laughs> comes in just... Yeah. Some people get that. Some mm-hmm. people are very blessed with that ability. Yeah. Uh, I think Jaleel White was one of them. Um, but, yeah, so he comes over at Harriet's, and hey, Carl's like, slow down, Steve. Stop gesturing with your hips at me. <laughs> uh, Harriet totally knows about this story. And she did. What she didn't know was uh, that... It wasn't. There was actually engagement ring purchased and an idea to, to marry this girl. From up this point, thirty years, Harriet's thought, "Oh, that was yeah, Georgia, previous girlfriend, whatevs." But no, and right. Carl was going to marry Georgia. Different story, but we're, we'll get to that. So, 
Next, we go we go to Myra, who is just the most problematic character in the history of characters Good on TV. Grief. <laughs> I'd forgotten all about Myra. Um, overacting yeah, Myra. Well, I don't know who way. she is. Hmm? You did what? I completely forgot forgot? about Myra. Yeah. Yeah. I remembered, like, I remembered that Steve had dated a girl named Myra. I forgot about, like, the wallpaper and um, the light switch (laughs) cover. Yes. The bedspread. When Steve makes the joke about her having to redecorate, I was like, yeah. Mm -hmm. My dude, dude, you need to call 911 right now. (laughs) (laughs) This is not time for comedy. She is going to kill you and put you in her basement. <laughs> Do yeah. you know nothing? This is before true crime podcasts. You don't know that this is a problem. Yeah, this is going to happen. This is just, oh, Myra, you need to stop. This is crazy. <laughs> but it's not like really tell the authorities crazy. Myra literally has a computer in her room that she hides behind her vanity that's wired into Steve's glasses. Um, so she can watch what Steve is doing. And look, this is an ABC family show. You know, we all are just going, oh, Steve's walking to the park and spying on Laura. We don't know what Steve's doing with his glasses on mm-hmm. or where his glasses are. Like, this is real creepy town, Myra. You need to slow I mean, down. At one point we see him getting ready for the date and he's in the bathroom like, Myra, how much have you been watching? Yeah, hmm? Myra needs to slow down. This is too much. But she's all like, oh, how do you, how do you know Laura's even a woman? Uh, do you have any proof? Because we know he has Myra proof because she totally flashed him in the previous episode. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, okay, that's what we're gonna do here. This is what this is the unhealthy relationship. It's we not built. good. No, it's it's bad. But Myra ends up leaving the room to go help Granny with something. So Steve, get out of her girdle. Wandering around, get out of her girdle. I mean, that's you need that assistance. When she brings the cold like, cream. <laughs> that part to get me pretty good because <laughs> what did she say when she comes back something like she shot out of that like a bottle rocket <laughs> something like that it was really good i was like all right all right that's all right yeah it's there's there's comedy mixed in with the horror, horror. Uh, part of this yeah <laughs> so steve's wandering around a room because he's by himself and picks up the remote that's right next to the tv which is what you do this, this checks out. How many times did your parents sit the remote on top of the television? And then you go sit down, and you're like, where's the remote? Oh, it's on the TV. So Let me get it. up. Thanks, Dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks, Dad. I get that. Good good tips. Yeah. Uh, so he's, he picks up the remote laying on the vanity that's concealing the hidden computer, opens it, and he's completely flabbergasted. I can't believe my spy on me. Really? Um, and I took note of this. I thought this was really great. Steve's got his glasses, and he realizes that this is the Steve's glasses cam. And he holds them towards his face, and he pulls mm-hmm. them in and out. Like, ooh, and that's the big gag. That video was recorded previously because Steve's facial expression mm-hmm. is completely different yeah. in the yeah. video. Yeah. They did not sync that is, up well. No, they didn't sync up his face, but they synced up the movement of the glasses. Like, yeah, zoom yeah. in, zoom out was actually pretty good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And had he not been making this face when he did it, yeah. and the other right. face was just straight on serious, mm-hmm. I was like, all right. Yeah. So then Steve, of course, flips out. He throws his glasses on the ground. And it's this point I realized that, yes, Clark Kent could hide as Superman with no glasses on because Steve is a different person. The big one was um, um, was uh, the first time you see Zoe Deschanel without bangs and glasses on, and you go, oh, yeah, oh, no, yeah. Clark Kent yeah. can absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, no, you'd mm-hmm. never know. That's fine. <laughs> totally totally different person. Yeah. Big, big enough glasses, yeah. and you wear them all the time? Like, I don't Probably have a human. clue. You could... 
you know. Yeah. I mean, and to be fair, Henry Cavill did go out in Times Square and wander around with a Superman shirt and glasses on, and nobody <laughs> noticed him. Amazing. It's like, yeah, okay, you're yeah, right. We yeah. get it. We get it. We are too obsessed with what we're doing to worry about that random reporter. Uh, yep, we get it. Even Pulitzer Prize winning reporters like uh, Lois Lane couldn't see it coming most of the time. Uh, but, oh, one of the things I did take note of, uh, at one point when Urkel opens the computer, the vanity, to see stuff, he goes, what in the name of G. Gordon Liddy? Liddy is this going on? And I was like, who's That's G. Friendly. Gordon Liddy? Mm-hmm. So I had to look it up. Oh, and for those okay. that are unfamiliar, he was one of the White House plumbers in the Nixon administration who mm-hmm. was convicted of uh, yep. conspiracy, burglary, and illegal wire cap- tapping in uh, That show's in supposed to be so, really good, the new uh, White House plumber show. I've heard show. that. Oh, yeah. Everybody's loving that. I haven't had a chance to sit down and watch See, it See, he but. used to do a talk radio show for a long time, and it played on one of the local stations that my dad listened to a lot. So that's how I learned of the name of G. Gordon Liddy. And then later on, like huh. as I got older, I looked up who the hell this guy was and <laughs> found out that, yeah. oh, oh. Oh, he was. Oh, he was part of Watergate. Okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> interesting. I know. I know almost nothing about Watergate because at the time of my schooling and social studies, they basically got to World War II and just skipped to the end. Like it just, you'd get <laughs> yeah. no modern history. Mm-hmm. It's like World War II happened. If they know it's the end of the year and it's it's over. Like you got <laughs> an exhaustive month on 1776, but you got World War II in half a day, and then it was like I don't know space. Uh, that's <laughs> what I what I remember about. It. So I had to look it up. Uh, great public education. Um, so yeah, we got, uh, we got Superman, we got, uh, Myra left, Myra comes back, and then we have Carl and Harriet spending a nice evening together, uh, where Harriet actually says, hey, I'm kind of bothered about this ring, did, you know, was it in, t- did you buy it for me, or did you buy it for the previous one? Well, yeah. Carl's like, boom, I don't, what are you talking, he tries to dodge it, you know, and it was, uh, it was a woo boy. And that so was a mistake. I, I was kind of like I was kind of with him for a mm-hmm. bit. Right. Because I, I was kind of with it because like there's no resale value on an engagement ring. Like you're getting yep. nothing back from there until I found out that they had an inscription that it was engraved. Yeah. And I was like, oh, no, mm-hmm. you can't do that. Ooh. Nope. Nope. Yeah. Now you've yeah, now you're done screwed up, son. That is not OK. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I phrased the exact scenario to my wife. And as soon as I said, like. You you know re- engagement ring for one girl, but then you called that off and you gave it to another. She's like, "Oh no, you don't do That's that." That's bad luck. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, "Yeah, okay, good. all right, hey, I, I got it." I was like, "Yours is real, and it's only yours. Never was. Calm down. <laughs> yeah. It's just a scenario. I just needed some understanding because I I was like, I kind of was like you. I was like, oh, it's just a, it's really just a ring, and it was intended. Blah blah blah. I was kind of bouncing around with it, and I was like, nah, it's definitely wrong, but how wrong?" I need yeah. to know the scale. Yeah. Like, no, how it much? Was, I, I was pretty okay. Because, like, really, once you buy an engagement, right? Like, they're not worth anything. Like, they've charged you on sentimentality, right. and that's it. But he, oh, did, yeah, yeah, he yeah. did get it engraved, and that's not. Yeah. I did oh, like he when, did. when he's asking Laura about it. Which is like, yes. what secondhand piece of jewelry did you give her? Did you give her a watch? <laughs> did you give her a necklace? And he's like, it's the engagement ring. And she's like, ah. <laughs> Like you're gonna be doing your iron for, for a long time, time. <laughs> and he should. Yeah, because Laura, that's the next scene. Laura walks in, and Carl's doing his own ironing, uh, which <laughs> yeah. you know, gender roles and whatever. But he's doing his ironing, and Laura's like, "Wait a minute, what's going on? You only do your ironing when Mom's mad at you." 
And yeah, he said, well, she's not mad. She's just disappointed. That's what she said. Like, ooh, Ooh, that hurts. That hurts when you're an adult. Like, I think if I was an old man in a retirement home and somebody said, I'm just disappointed. I'd be like, I'm sorry. (laughs) Just just off me now. I can't handle this. I'm too old. And, you know, it was was funny because I was like, I was definitely with Carl a little bit just because having been someone that had to get an engagement ring and then thinking about that process of having to get an engagement ring, you bought one for one girl and then you have to get another one for another girl. Mm -hmm. That's not what you're thinking as a young dude with little bit of money. But then, then Laura puts it perfectly. She's like, when you bought that ring, whose smile was it? Yeah. Do you remember that? And Carl's like, okay. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, there yeah. you go. That put it that put it in perspective for me too, because I, I I had been on the side of like, yeah, you could have done better. But then we just said, okay, well, do you remember the day you got it? And he's like, yeah, it was a rainy Chicago day, do do do. And are you thinking about this girl smiling when she got it? Yeah, whose face was that smile on? Mm-hmm. Oh no, uh-huh. yeah, it just like really brought it like to it to his side. It gave him perspective right. on what he opened done, his eyes. You know. To going on mm-hmm. yeah and that that completely changed everything and to me that's really skilled writing like that's really mm-hmm. well done yes. scenario that i i turned around and felt for him <laughs> like i was having it i was having emotions for a sitcom on abc uh you know and i'm like dang all right i'm feeling stuff i mm-hmm. get this show now i'm not just watching it while eating my candy bar going ah family matters you know like <laughs> let's get back it to felt Steve. it felt <laughs> yeah, it felt real. So then we took it to Steve because we got to lighten it up. We got to keep the kids interested. And Steve yeah. and Laura are at the Italian restaurant. What was it? Amore's? Amore's. Which is uh-huh. a great name for Italian restaurant because that's Italian for love. Did you know? Mm-hmm. But it's Amore's Possessive, which I thought was yeah. interesting. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a dude. Uh, and Steve makes the great joke. Italian, terrible Italian joke. Uh, where does it suit from? Oh, it's an AMS. Mm-hmm. It's a, a Masuta. <laughs> now, as as a, as like a nerd type girl um, mm-hmm. who has dated a fair number of nerd type guys, I felt for Laura here. Um, <laughs> they are not good at any of it, and sort of the more they try, the worse it gets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do yeah, appreciate um, that that it's not something that Steve muscles into like you know he's like yeah. sometimes the fancy cool guys order for their women's <laughs> and, and Lars like, like nope. not this women's and steve's like okay got it <laughs> so yeah i think that's the charm about uh about some nerdy guys that will we'll relinquish power like you want the remote here's the remote i don't care like that's that's basically how i've succeeded in my relationship like i don't need this whatever <laughs> man position I'd, whatever I'm gonna do the dishes or la- what? What needs to get done? Do you want the laundry? Would you like to drive? Do you want the? Rem- I don't care. <laughs> I got other things to worry about. I'm busy rehashing Star Wars crap in my brain. You drive. <laughs> Why you know? didn't they so just take okay. the Eagles to Mordor? I don't. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. I I literally in that meme of the Lord. dude rolled over and his wife like he's thinking about other girls. I'm like, nah, I just need to fix that steering on my truck. What's going on? <laughs> mm-hmm. all, or I, or what's he thinking? Nothing. I'm looking out the window. Nothing. <laughs> yeah. I got nothing just in blank. this brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> Completely. It's all in the box somewhere, and I've put it away. Now I'm just daydreaming about squirrels. 
Uh, yep. It's just fine. it's just a spring meadow with, with <laughs> yeah. just a butterfly going past and a light breeze. That's yeah. it. That's all that's yeah, going that's on. Fine. Yeah, but Steve is not that. Steve is going to talk all the time in that high pitched. Uh, and, and he's going to get up and sing to you your song, which mm-hmm. every early 90s ABC show has a cringe moment where you just want to crawl into a small box and hide. <laughs> they, we had one of this show when Steve stops the violinist and says, do you take requests? Indeed, he does everything but rap, which I thought was like, ooh, nice move, white Italian guy. Yes. <laughs> Slow down here. Uh, but then Steve's like, oh, yeah, whatever. I, I just want you to play our song. So he tells, he stands up in front of the whole restaurant. Like, I don't care if I was asking somebody to marry me. No, I'm not standing up and yelling out in front of everyone else's ever. dinner. Like, no. no. People don't even like you singing happy birthday. I anymore. will not go out to dinner on my birthday because someone is going <laughs> to screw it up. I will not, I will <laughs> not do it. Nope. I don't care if my meal is free. We are not doing this. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> Our birthday is two days before Christmas. They always screw it up anyway. So. Uh... <laughs> oh, I have to remember that. I have birthday <laughs> two days before Christmas. It's filed away. Yeah, good luck. Um, but yeah, this is one of those things where you, you they, they, they really make you wish you weren't watching TV. Because uh, Steve then begins to sing happy and you know it at the top of his lungs. and No I one mean... reacts the way that they should, with the exception of the major D. <laughs> right. No one. Laura is so into it. And I'm like, yeah. no. You're going to maybe roll your eyes and then you're going to crawl onto the table and pull the tablecloth over your head. Yeah, yep. an actual human being away. would go, Steve, Steve, I will murder you if, and throw you in the trunk if you stand up again. Like, I will, I will, I will beat you with you a stick. But Laura's just like, this is so mm-hmm. great. Yeah, I'll feed you to my <laughs> yeah. Well, it, but bear in mind, this is the Laura that's succumbed to her Stockholm syndrome. Like she's oh, finally yes. given up true. after, which, which yeah. just makes me want to watch Eight more years. of the early episodes and figure out what the heck happened to Laura. What did Steve dose her with? Right. Hey, it's eight I years became... of, of rebuffing Steve. Finally, she because she I mean, just couldn't here's do it the because here's the weird part, right? Like, like it's not like if someone makes themselves a part of your family. Like my best friend growing up, Doug. Like we were in each other's families like all of the time and his mom always wanted us like when we got when we got older like when we were in like middle school she always wanted us to date mm-hmm. but we yeah. were brother yeah. and sister by that point right you yeah. know what i mean like it was not a that was not ever gonna be a thing because we were like sure. brother and si- and like so if anything i oh Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know too much. You know, you know the, the mystery much. is gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah because <laughs> yeah. your song is "If You're Happy and You Know It" because we've been singing it together since first grade. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was. I mean, and like, th- and that's not something that's changed in Hollywood either. That was a complaint on the Flash series on CW that they they wrote in where Barry Allen is taken in by, um, yeah. you know, the the girl who he eventually marries, but he grew up with her. And like mm-hmm. that is weird, right? You just you it's just know weird. too much about that person. It's just that only ha- that only exists in screenplays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. actually happen in real life. Yeah. yeah, and small towns in the eighteen hundreds. 
because you just your choices just aren't right. well, certain questionable. Ones. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. So yeah, it, it's it's up for grabs. Whether no, this isn't realistic at all. They would never have dated. Uh, there's nothing that Steve can offer that Laura wants other than I mean, he's a nice guy. You know, yeah. he'll take care of her. He's one of those people like whoever ends up with Steve is going to be loved forever. You know, they like but, it or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, either they like it or not, they're gonna get. They're gonna be well taken care of and loved forever, and that's you know that's what some people need. Like Myra, who comes in and decides she's gonna dress like Laura, uh, wear her hair like Laura, act like Laura, and just be Laura, and just intrudes on their date. Uh, after Steve's already told her, like, you can't, you need to never be around me again. Like, short of restraining order, he's just verbally, please, we, we, keep some distance. We understand this is the plot of a horror movie, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This yeah. is a horror movie. Yeah. <laughs> but mm-hmm. Laura, who's clearly on some drug, I don't know what <laughs> drug it is, but she's high as a kite for this evening. What she has had a Valium. in the 90s? Yeah, like. I don't, you think val- Valium? A shot of bourbon? I don't know. But she's way too chill about Myra showing up on their date and being like, let's just talk it out. It's like, no, this woman she's dressed dressed like just you. like you. Did like, y'all not see single know? white female? This is Come what I'm on saying. now. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. How do you how did she know what you were gonna wear? This is this is nuts. Um Which so means Myra was stalking up. Laura as much as Steve to be able to get that dress that Laura just bought. Uh-huh. Ooh, yep. that's a good point. Yep. Yep, we're on it now. But they sit down and uh, they're just like, Laura's telling Myra as lovingly as she can, you need to find somebody that loves you like you love them and not just you, just one-sided. You love Steve, but he's not into you, so move on. You know, which is advice they probably should have given to her and it's like Steve is in love with her, but she wasn't, yeah. so Steve yeah. should have moved on. <clears throat> yeah. feels very a hypocritical uh, situation oh, here. Good. Yeah, no, Myra, yeah, if you just keep wearing them down, eventually. Math tells us it's going to take about eight years, but it'll happen, yeah. so I, just go for it. What else I've got to say, on? if you want to have a little fun, watch the episode before this where Myra tries to seduce Steve. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, Steve must have something going on that I'm unaware of, because like, I, <laughs> I don't know. Because he must be a great guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's got these... those hips going. So, I mean, yeah, he's got those guess. hips going. Yeah. And, and he has one thing that none of us have, Stephen. You know what that is? What, what is a that? writer's room. He's got a writer's <laughs> room. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. They can pair him up with whoever they want. Yep. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about a show that retconned out a child. Okay? Yes. Yeah. After like, a good deal of time. Like, and not like early yeah. on. Like, Four seasons into the show, they were just like, what? No, we only have two kids. This is trouble. <laughs> yeah. Happy Days got rid of Chuck, but it was in like the first half of the first season. Right. Like, exactly. Was, mm-hmm. not, not multiple seasons in. It would, just it go, would no, be like the comic show. strip of Garfield having, um, what's his name, John's roommate, be around for like 15 or 20 years and then just him disappearing out of nowhere <laughs> instead of having Lyman just sort of be gone before it got nationwide like yeah it's half the run of the show had judy in it and then suddenly judy's just like what judy? Mm-hmm. You don't have a, there was never any yeah. judy here i mean carl's a cop he knows some stuff this show is this entire show is a horror film this is dark steve's got like a fan theory hang on 
This is very Steve's good. Got that, <laughs> Steve's got that Stefan box. He could have put Judy in there, you know? Oh, yeah? Who knows? Mm. You know, lots, lots of weird stuff could have happened. Yeah. But they have a heart-to-heart. Then uh, Myra's like, here's a watch. She's a peace offering. I knew there were shenanigans up with that watch. That's the stupid. shenanigans that happened were not it. what I was expecting, though. Same. I no. was like, well, yeah. there's obviously a camera. Right. Camera or microphone. That, or so the leader. that or I was expecting some kind of like inscription. It was a gift from Steve. It, you know, we were trying to tie the story between Carl and oh, Harriet yeah, into yeah. it. Yeah, oh, that's, that's what that's I was clever. expecting. That yeah, would have been clever. clever. Yeah, I thought would've it was been. something. I, I was like, oh, there's a camera in there yeah. for sure. And yeah. then they just the cut. She goes and gets the cups. And that's the woman that stole my watch. That's the hussy. And it's that's the hussy that stole the hussy. Oh, throwing throwing down the hussy word. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then we leave the restaurant at that, probably for the best. And we go back home where sensible things are happening. And Carl has dressed up in a fine tuxedo and gone into his kitchen where Harriet, new Harriet, <laughs> is doing <laughs> is doing the dishes at the at the sink with her yellow gloves on, which I've only ever worn those, worn those yellow gloves to like grab something out of the bottom of a toilet or something. Yeah, just, I can't yeah. I I wear them to like clean the bathroom, but I I yeah. don't I got I don't know, it's like a sensory thing. I can't they yucky. I don't like Yeah, them. I don't like the way they feel. I don't, like don't want to wear no. them. But I guess that was what you used back then cuz you had to keep your hands nice. was harsh. Well, yeah, you yeah. didn't want dishpan hands, right? That was I never yeah. worried about my nails getting messed up washing the dishes, so I just didn't wear the gloves. I just do a bad yeah. job washing yeah. the dishes. And I'm over here like, my hands are mm-hmm. just as wet inside the gloves as they would be without the gloves. Why am I carrying? <laughs> it's also the true. The water gets in, like the top the of your boots when you walk in the Everything mm-hmm. is just the worst. How yeah. did we become and adults? God How did we manage this? <laughs> we just invented technology so we just can make it. We aged into it and society are... accepts it. My dishwasher was broken for like three weeks and it was like the apocalypse. I, just, I was <laughs> like, I can't function. <laughs> what are we going to do? <laughs> Buy a paper and plastic. That's this what is we need. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. Just ruin the environment. Uh, Carl shows up and the slow music begins to play and I'm like, oh lord, here we go. Another cringe, full housey speech thing. And you know what? I'm not going to lie. This was a real sweet moment. Uh, Mm -hmm. It was really sweet. He sits her down. There's something about her not being prepared and him being fully dressed up. You know, it's like, it's almost this undertone of I don't care who you are, where you've been, we're together, and Mm -hmm. you can look, you know, here you are at your... You're most domestic. You're washing dishes in your gloves in like your work clothes. And I'm still going to ask you to marry me right now again or stay married to me. And he gives her, of course, a new ring. And the thing got me, he engraved it with her name on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you are smooth. That's a good move. You are smooth. Well yeah. done, Carl. Well done. Yeah. You got, not only did you regain all the points you lost, but you got more points mm-hmm. uh, somehow. And I'm like, all right. And I, I wrote down, like, this was sweeter than I expected it to be. And again, like, all right, this show in its ninth season could still pull something. Mm-hmm. You know, all these shenanigans and ridiculosity going on with the Myra, Steve, Laura mm-hmm. deal. And they still mm-hmm. found a way to bring real solid feeling and good stuff into a into a show. Like, all right, they deserve it. They deserve their ninth season yeah. run. I, I think it, it, it worked out really well. But that was that was the end of our Family Matters episode. What? Oh, we end it. I was going to say with a dragnet throwback. I um, was like, is this the reason Steve picked this episode? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I did not know it was there. 
Because I was like, oh my gosh, this is the Dragnet ending. And it's this monotone voice talking about what happened. And it was Laura and Steve and Myra getting arrested. But Laura was arrested for assaulting Myra. And then Myra got arrested for stalking Steve. Yeah. And then Steve was just there who did nothing wrong and just wanted well, to get his picture, picture taken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you know what? That's great. Yeah. I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that works. I I did. I will say that's when I I remember that Myra had two like Myra Boudros Boudros Monk yeah. House. Mm-hmm. Like that's just a writer just trying yeah. to make something silly sounding, and it it didn't work for me. Yeah, yeah. the Boudros Boudros part was just that's just silly. Mm-hmm. That, that went way too Monty Python for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> not I'm not docking Monty Python. It's just a silly yep. brand. It is. You know what I mean. It was a bridge uh, too but, far. Yes, it was one one step. Like my, I didn't have to do that, but they did. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's our episode of Family Matters. So um, obviously, there's been some change of opinion in our future brain about how we feel about Family Matters. But overall, you know, did you have some any any good vibes, bad vibes coming out of it? Um, Travis, I mean, you can you can go first. Yeah, I mean, overall, it's still it, it was the show that I remembered. Um, Mm-hmm. If maybe a little weirder than I remembered it being, um, but no, I, I I still enjoyed it and I still think that it's worth a watch. It's kind of like going back and watching Roseanne last week, where yeah, it was it was exactly what I remembered it being, and it worked so well in its time, and I can kind of transport myself back to that if I were mm-hmm. to watch it again. Um, am I going to run out and watch it? No. But I'm not really in that like Friday night network family multi camera sitcom mode anymore. That's just not the the type of show that really draws me in. But if somebody said, "Hey, we're going to watch some of this," or or it was playing somewhere that I was, I wouldn't be upset about it because um, I still yeah. think it was it was a more cleverly written show at times than you would think. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Uh, sure. Which I did appreciate. Yeah. How about you, Audie? Yeah, I mean, it was fun to watch. You know, the nostalgia's there. Um, you know, Reginald Johnson is Carl. Just, yeah, you know, spot on. And, you know, even though he was like 20-something, Jaleel White's still trying to do this, you know, nerdy teen Steve Urkel still manages to pull it off. You know, the voice isn't quite as screechy as it used to be, but it's still, there's a difference between Steve and Stefan, so... Yeah. You know, I, I'm I'm with Travis though. It's still weird to see, um, you know, Judy Ann Elder as Harriet, just because that's just weird, and it's weird to see Laura liking Steve without any context or build up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, where did this come from? I don't even yeah. remember this at all. Like, okay, mm-hmm. let's go with it. You know, and it it was it was still it was still funny. Yeah. Amy, how about you? Yeah. Um, like I said, I, I don't remember this part of the series. So that part of it was was a little jarring. But yeah, it was good. I, I had a good time. I am gonna go, yeah. but like this is now I'm I'm now starting a blog in which I analyze every episode of this show about how it's actually a horror. The dark side of family matters. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there, I think we will find that, especially in the late 80s, early 90s shows. There's just there's a weird time frame where things were going out of style a little bit, but 
older folks were still into writing them. <laughs> like, you know, mm-hmm. like unsolved mysteries existed. Like Myra should be a problem, but we're just not we're not paying any attention to it. It's we're just fun. Gonna, no one would ever for... do this. It's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah, you you could you could really separate the fact from fiction and just enjoy the fiction for what it was without yeah. making a big deal of it. It it was a different it was a different time, and it's definitely a product of that. But uh, it, it would be fun to go back and watch we were, it. We were far more cavalier towards uh, that kind of stuff at that time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, than, yeah. than we should have been. Yeah, I'm not defending it. <laughs> I mean, it was just killers managed time. to operate for as long as they did for a reason. This is true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we had a very, no, oh, don't worry about it. It's, it's fine. fine. It's just jokes. They're not bothering you. You know, <laughs> that's very much that attitude. But speaking of serial killers, that's not a good segue <laughs> at all. Uh, that's we're coming up on the end of the uh, of our our series. Um, I'm going to let Amy take us to what we're doing next week first, mm-hmm. and then we'll talk about what's next. Amy, where are we going next week? Okay, so we're actually going to revisit something that we have already visited on this show, but mm. I could not help it because it's like one of my favorite things ever. Um, so we're going back to Batman. We're going to yes. have to do some shady yes. work to get some Batman. But this is like a real good recast to talk about because mm-hmm. I feel like we've got a lot of value in both mm-hmm. options. So we're going to specifically be talking about Catwoman. Uh, so, nice. Uh, yes. I have two episodes for us. Um, we'll be watching The Perfect Crime, uh, which is oh. Julie Newmar. And then we also have Funny Feline Felonies, which is Eartha Kitt. Yes. All right. Okay, so, so, and yeah. and we are covered. So that's two of the three cat women. We'll talk about that yes. next week, though. Yes. We yeah. 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 That. Yeah. Oh, that's exciting. Damn. I love Batman. We've done Batman before, <laughs> but if there's any show I would love to do twice, it's Batman. Yeah. Heck yeah. Because uh, it's just got so content fun. for. I mean, we could do a whole do dang a whole podcast show. on yeah. mm-hmm. on just Batman episodes one by one, and it would be mm-hmm. the best time. Uh-huh. So this is. This is great. So thank you, Amy. I'm super excited about that. Uh, also, next week we'll be closing our poll, which we're opening today, tomorrow-ish. Mm-hmm. When you hear this, there'll be a poll yep. on what theme we're doing next. So we're finishing up recasting next week. So we're going to be doing some new stuff. Uh, we're each going to be throwing a theme into the pot. I will be going with cop shows. I want to get the cop shows out there. Uh, so, Travis, where are we going? Uh, so you? I... My... Uh, I'm tossing my hat in the ring for Twilight Zone episodes. Ooh. Mm. All right. Cobb shows, Twilight Zone episodes. Amy? I picked Hanna-Barbera, because if we want to get oh, weird, gosh. old Hanna-Barbera oh, is where it's at. Wacky races, I'm coming for you. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. Uh, and then, Audie, what's yours? Throwing out political again. See if we can get that one. Political shows. They're out there. There are. Cop shows, political shows, Hanna-Barbera, and Twilight Zone episodes. That's what you're going to be picking from. Look for the poll on Twitter at Those Days Show. If you don't use Twitter, you can email us uh, at thosewerethedaysshow at gmail.com. And you can also jump in our Discord at tudorks.net slash Discord and put your vote in our Those Were The Days channel. There's a lot of ways to tell us what you want us to see. If you're Mm -hmm. in the chat tonight and you already know, go ahead and tell us. We'll make sure we note that down. Uh, And we'll get that taken care of so we we can vote on it. You guys decide where we go. You know, we we pick the themes. You pick which one we're picking. Yep. We pick. That's a lot of picks, man. Those were days. Picked a peck of pickled categories. Um, we're just a picking right. and a grinning. 
Yeah, we sure are. You know it. All right. Well, this has been a joy. This has been Family Matters. We've had a wonderful time talking to you guys. Please tune in next week on Monday for Batman. I know you want to watch that. It'll be a good time. Uh, And we will see you next time. For me, Travis, Audie, and Amy, this has been Those Were the Days.